Salman Dasilo Kenda Iyamu. As always, I'm super excited to be here with you and I'm beyond grateful that you chose Sex Talks Podcast once again. If you are a first time listener, welcome to the Sex Talks Podcast family. Here, we are all about creating an informed and educated society of young people who can openly have discussions on sexual health matters while sharing their personal experiences and hearing from experts in the field. Before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsors that made this episode possible. The United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, popularly known as UNESCO under the O3 Plus project. This is a project that aims to ensure that young people in higher and tertiary education institutions in the East and Southern Africa region are informed about their sexual reproductive health and rights, and Namibia being one of them where it's implemented. This includes conversations around gender equality, unintended pregnancy, gender-based violence, HIV and AIDS, and many other topics that we are passionate about on Sex Talks Podcast. When listening to the last three episodes that we have released, there is one thing that has been very, very dominant. It's contraceptives. Wow. And here on Sex Talks Podcast, we care about your health and well-being and we ensure that we have information breakdown for you. And this is one of the main reasons why we decided to have this episode in two parts because here, it felt like I was in my biology class. My jaw keeps dropping and I keep nodding my head and asking more questions because I'm very, very curious. Ladies, gentlemen and others, the long wait is over and we are finally getting part two of contraceptive breakdown. And I am hoping that you have listened to our previous episode, which was more of what contraceptives are, what are some of the most readily available contraceptives in our communities, and what are some of the factors that we need to consider when choosing the type of contraceptive to use. For those that have not listened to the last episode, here is a bit of context about Dr. Julia Iambo. She's a graduate of the University of Kask in the Russian Federation and she is currently studying towards a master's degree in HIV and AIDS management from the International University of Management, popularly known as IUM. Wow. You know, I'm still amazed and I'm still super, super excited to get more information from her. And in today's episode, we are going to be conversating about what are the risks that are involved or associated with using contraceptives. One thing that I'm particularly excited about is asking more about, you know, those tiny blood clots that you see um, during a menstrual cycle every month, or I'm not sure if I'm the only one that gets them. And I'm like, and I'm here thinking, like, could this be considered as blood clots and I need to seek medical attention as soon as possible. This and much more would be some of the questions that today's conversation revolve around. So ladies, gentlemen and others, let's stick together and engage with Dr. Julia Iambo. And please note, this is a continuation of episode 3, a pick up from the risks that are associated with using the contraceptives 
that have been mentioned in part one of this episode. So let's get the ball rolling. Now we also then what is this um come back to the risks that are associated with using contraceptives because we are in a world whereby we it's not even we are different generations from what our parents used to be versus to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And it is one thing when um my parent, for example, my mom or my aunt would hear me saying, I'm going to the clinic to get contraceptives and the next thing they would say is, You're going to be infertile. <laughs> That's the one thing that is very, very common is if you go there and get that, you're going to be infertile. And next thing is, you're going to be a chicken. When you get married, you're going to be a chicken on the other side with no kids. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what's going on? So what are some of those um, notices, uh, risks that are associated with contraceptives that one needs to be aware of? Okay. So um, for the risks, um, we have to look at... Um, we have to look at... We have to individualize, sort of. There, there, there's some risks that are common, like the ones that I've been saying, mm-hmm. but then there, there, there are some that are more serious than they're supposed to be, right? So we've got um, um, things like blood clots, right? So these blood clots are mostly associated with um, combined oral contraception. That's the one that has the, the normal one that we get from from the pharmacies, the ones that the ones that come in a pack of twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Those ones, the pills. Yeah. yes, the pills. So those ones have both estrogen and progesterone, and those are the ones that are at higher risk. Higher risk for blood clots, yes. And blood clots can 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 come from a very mild condition to a very very serious ICU admission, um, sort of blood clots. It can How travel. Does one actually um get to realize that they are having blood clots without it getting to the ICU level? Are there specific symptoms that come, or what exactly happens? Yeah, um, there are specific symptoms. So um, um, we've got things like uh, unilateral limb swelling, for example, right? Um, that is not, it's it's not, um, you don't have fevers with it. You don't have anything. So you have to exclude things like cellulitis where it's an infection of like a hair follicle, for example, that causes your leg to swell, right? So this one is very specific. It's a shiny limb um it's swollen. You can't stand on it, you know. Um, and then if it's it's it gets a bit severe, where you can get to things like because it's it's a clot, right? Mm-hmm. It's a collection that sits somewhere. So there are moments that it can shoot. It can leave its place and it can shoot. Follow the, the vasculature, mm-hmm. and that's how it gets to areas like the heart, areas like the lungs. And so then, you get to yes, they, they they would come and say, you know, I've got shortness of breathing. And then you're like, no, but what happened? Ah, no, um, I just started having shortness of breath. But um, and then you start asking them, oh, did you take something new in your diet? Are you on new medication? And they tell you, no, um, I started taking the oral contraceptive pills four months ago. To understand, and then that is a key um, history in that person's uh, presentation that you have to sort of entertain. The, the cause of the shortness of breathing. I mean, you have to exclude everything else, but because of that history of the use of combined okay. oral contraception, then you sort of broaden your diagnosis, right? Okay. Is, is one able to, what is this, to see signs of blood clots in their menstruation? Because I know I'm not the only one that gets this, but then, you know, 
um, when you're on your period and mm. when you take a shower and mm. there's specific times when you see those tiny blood clots, mm. is that an indication or is that a normal one? And the ones that are severe and just slightly, they are you able mm. to pick it up on your, what is this, on during your on menstruation? Days? No, um, the clots that we see on the menstruation, that's a normal clots. It's just basically because your uterus is like washing itself, if I can put it in layman's terms, it washes itself and it starts bleeding. So the clots that you are seeing, it's just like an accumulation of, the normal blood that comes out of the uterus that comes out. No, it's because I was about to get worried <laughs> and be like, no, 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 ah, no, I need no. to run to the hospital no, no, as no, soon no. as possible. <laughs> no, those clots are not um, seen. They don't just appear from nowhere. Um, it's just, it's an external manifestation of the disease. So like I said, limb swelling, you know, it means that there's a clot somewhere, stuck somewhere, that's causing less um, perfusion to the leg, right? So, yeah, and then it can dislodge and travel all the way up through the vasculature to the heart, to the lungs, and then you start having signs like shortness of breathing, you start coughing out blood, you know, stuff like that. Then you know that, oh, something is definitely not okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, of the other risks that we have is um, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, combined oral contraceptives and the, 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 the single... Um, contraceptives they also um predispose to high blood pressure as well okay yeah. when we speak of oral contraceptives um about does those also include now in terms of the emergency contraceptives like the morning after pills that we also take are those the ones that also more prone to what is this to leading one to having blood clots and uh, such um no 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 okay. no no. the emergency contraception is, is it's it's a pill that you take once off i mean we've got a lot of types of them some you take for five days some you take for two days some you take for one day those ones are a very time. short course yeah okay. it's the ones that you take for longer, oh, the, ones longer that, the ones that come in 28 those ones okay. those ones are the ones that are a big problem yeah um and then um coming to high blood pressure that's why when a patient when a person comes in looking for contraception Mm -hmm. the first one of the investigations that we do is your um, blood pressure reading right um if your blood pressure is above normal then we are not allowed to give you um progesterone containing contraception because i never understood (laughs) why they always check for the blood pressure yeah it's to check if it's above the normal then Mm -hmm. we cannot give you progesterone um containing contraception because it will just worsen the whole thing because remember it causes high blood pressure now imagine giving it in a patient that already has has high high blood pressure. pressure so we normally tell them no listen your blood pressure is too high um the contraception that we have can cause high blood pressure or worsen it. So how about you you do um, serial blood pressure checks at the clinic, then they write them down, and then if they are normal, it could have been that you are stressed, for example, that's why your BP is so high. So let's do a serial BP check, and then we see if it's if it's really high blood pressure, because in its definition, you have to sort of have like, you know, um, certain readings for a certain period of time for how many hours at rest you know stuff like that so then you can come back with your readings and we say okay no it wasn't actually a uh, high blood pressure so we can now give you um this contraception right and then the other um more serious however very very rare um risk is breast and cervical cancer right this is also from the combined oral contraceptives that are taken for a while especially in ladies that take them at a very very young age right or ladies that take them at a very very old age these ladies are at risk of breast and cervical cancer when and we say old age is around about which age okay so we classify them as advanced age so mm-hmm. these are ladies that are more than 35 years old the the, the time you reach 35 then mm-hmm. you become an advanced age yeah that's in in, in gynecology and obstetrics 35 and above is advanced 
and when we say very very young we very start very young is 10. like no no 10 i mean 10 is a child you can't really um give contraceptive to a 10 year old unless unless they are <laughs> unless they are um raped for example for special cases mm-hmm. rape cases whether it's an adult whether it's a child you give emergency contraception now we look at you know because in the recent years what we have seen is we have kids that are as young as 10 12 that are pregnant do we then administer them in the same um what is this in the same uh, contraceptive routine or what happens yeah um when when um um when they get pregnant at such a young age depending on it has a lot of considerations has a lot of considerations so if a child comes in 12 years old and they are already pregnant i mean it's 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 a whole medical ethical legal situation mm-hmm. because she's already pregnant so it's, it's it's a question of are we what are we going to do are we going to let the pregnancy continue, continue are we because if it's a rape case for example if it's a rape case there are no questions about rape. A rape case, you give them emergency contraception. Whether, however old they are, you must give that emergency contraception. All right. But if they are already pregnant, it's a question of are we terminating this pregnancy? What is the mom of the child saying? What is the dad of the child saying? Because it's a child, a ten-year-old child, yeah. they, they so cannot speak for themselves. Consent. Even if they are do preg- they are pregnant, mm-hmm. they can't say I want to terminate the child because they are underage. So we go to the parents. What do you want to do? Would you? These are your options. Would you rather keep continue with the pregnancy? Should we medically terminate the, the pregnancy? pregnancy? Yeah, with reasons of uh, underage, rape case, whatever the case may be. All right? Yeah. Um, what else I want to say? Okay, there was another question that I was thinking of because, you know, we owed uh, somebody that is sexually active at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is there ever a thing of if I start taking my contraceptives at 18 and it continues throughout life, is there ever a specific time frame where you say I've been on that specific contraceptive for too long? No, contraception can never be for too long, but it also depends which contraception you are taking. So for the purpose of um, um, risk of breast cancer, cervical cancer, I mean, if if you started taking oral contraceptive pills at 18 Mm -hmm. and you want to take them throughout 45 that's then a that very, becomes a problem it becomes a problem because you are at a very very high risk because you are too young you're very very young when you started taking contraception and for the purpose of taking it for so long you put yourself at a higher risk so you need to sort of evaluate yourself should we rather look for a more permanent type of contraception like ligating your tubes should we look for a more friendly contraception maybe the patch for example should we look for um Implant, because remember, an implant only has progesterone, right? So should we look for safer contraception for you because you want to continue for such a long time? It is okay to say this. It it doesn't have a time frame. You can use it for as long as you want. That's where the health practitioners come in to sort of um, advise advise that this is for too long now. Should you rather not? But at the end of the day, it's, it's really up to the person that's coming to seek for contraception. If they, if they feel like, no, um, the pills are not giving me side effects. I'm okay. I've been on them for the past, what, ten five, years. ten years. I don't want to change. Um, then it's okay for as long as you've given your health education. Then for as long as you've given your side effects, your benefits, 
your risks, then you are safe to say the least. Let's take a quick commercial break to thank our sponsors that made this episode possible. The Namibia Media Trust, popularly known as NMT and DW Academy. Those two institutions hosted a podcast bootcamp in 2022, which brought together individuals from around Southern African region with the aim of training them on podcasting. At the end of the training, we received seed funding to come up with prototypes and bring our ideas to life. And that Ladies and gentlemen, as how we came up with Sex Talks podcast. Okay, great. You have also, uh, what is this, uh, spoken about the, what is this, the effect that contraceptives can have on one's fertility. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can also just give, uh, what is this, an in-depth analysis um, explanation as to the type of contraceptive and which one are bound to have a huge or a much bigger impact on one's fertility depending on the age as well. Okay, um, so in terms of um, infertility, so this would be a secondary infertility because I mean, um, they they would have been um, having a child already or probably conceived already, gave birth already. So they start taking this contraception and then later on after they stop it, then they've been trying for a year because that's the definition of infertility. So when you've been trying regular intercourse um, without any form of contraception for a full year. And then you are not conceiving. So we need to find out in your history where you on contraception and which contraception were you on, right? So the moment we we, we find out that you were on um the injection, they normally say, no, I was on an injection. Um, that was the only contraception I was taking. I was initially on the pills. Then I stopped the pills because it's too much work. I don't remember. You know, I skipped doses and stuff like that. So then we say, okay, fine. No, it's okay. Um, would rather put you on an injection because it's in your body for three months. And then the next dose is in three months again. So it's, it's, it's a better option because it stays in your system. You don't get pregnant anyway. But what this causes, um, it has a risk of infertility, uh, meaning that by the time you want to stop taking the injection, okay, you've stopped taking it for the three months, and then at the next dose you don't take it. So we come from there. So from there throughout 365 days. That's the period. So if you start having or trying to um, um, copulate, right, trying to conceive and you don't, you are not, it's not happening. Even at the perfect times of your cycle, you are just not getting pregnant and it's been going on for a full year. Then we can say this is caused by the um, injection that you are taking, the three-month injection that you are taking. It's the, it's, the, it's the one only contraception that is associated with secondary infertility. Yes, those the, the studies have only spoken of that specific three month depoprovera. It's the only one. The so then the the other types of contraceptives have not been proven to have any causes no, of no. secondary, and we don't have any cases of primary um, what is this infertility. No, 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 we don't. The the primary infertility is is because of a lot of other things, a lot of um, diseases that hinder the hormonal balance of the body. That's why you are infertile. We've got a lot of, a lot of them. It's a wide spectrum. But when it comes to secondary infertility, one of the, the, the questions that we like to ask is that, were you on contraception? When were you on contraception? Which contraception you were taking? The moment you tell us, I've been taking progesterone, um, I'm containing contraception, I've been taking the injection, that's it. That's, we pin it there. That is why you are infertile. Yeah, wow. but I mean, there, there, there are other causes of secondary infertility as well. But like I said, when you, uh, um, there are certain key points 
in in a history that will sort of narrow down your diagnosis your reason why there's secondary infertility and this is one of them because it's it's the one studied um contraception that really 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 um gives out secondary infertility especially in the one year after you stop within those 12 months if there is nothing happening at all and you are on this then we pin it there in case you've been wondering why doctors ask you all those type of questions when you go for your checkups <laughs> Here as why, and you know, I was sitting here nodding my head because the most of the things, most of the times, I'm like, oh, so this is what happened. So it's like, I hope you are also learning a lot from here, and you're able to pick up the one thing as always know what you are taking and take note of it because then we need to be able to understand what exactly happened. Because I know most of us, if not all of us, have a tendency of yeah, as long as it's preventing the pregnancy. Pregnant? Go ahead. <laughs> Please. So this is one thing that we also ought to take note of so we know exactly what is going on and we ought to take care of our health. Another one would be because most of the information I've receiving, I was receiving today to a specific extent, I was nodding my head and to another extent, my jaw just dropped because I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? I've been on this earth for the past how many years and I don't know this information. So where can one actually seek what is this this information in terms of contraceptives? Because, you know, if there's one thing is we get this information when we go to the clinic, but where else is it available for us to be able to make that, uh, what is this, analysis of? Oh, perhaps the pills is something that could work for me. So when you go there, you already have an idea and you have a breakdown of what exactly is happening and expected of you. Mm-hmm. So um, for the for information about contraception, contraception, you can get it from any um, hospital institution. So any clinic, any mobile unit that they normally set up, any hospital, the state hospitals, you can get information from the pharmacy as well. Um, you can you can just go in you talk to the to the specific department the gynecology and obstetrics department they will tell you everything that you need to know everything that you need to know um if if you want it at a faster rate you can go to the pharmacy the, the victoria pharmacy any pharmacy you can go there and say hey listen um, i would just like to find out which contraceptives do you have and um which one can you advise to give me that i start with they they are very very friendly people they will tell you everything that you need to know. Um, some some of the institutions have pamphlets um, for the different contraceptions, for the benefits, the the duration of effectiveness, the side effects on like little, little pamphlets that you can just read. And also, once you get like a certain contraception, they normally come in like a box thingy that has uh, a pamphlet that has all the information, what it is what ingredients there are, if you're allergic to this, don't take this type of contraception, the side effects, um, when do you want to stop, when you're breastfeeding, should you take it, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you miss a dose, what must you do? Yeah, all that information is really, really in the boxes. But like I said, you can really get this information from any hospital, um, institution, pharmacies, clinics, state hospitals, whatever hospital it is, you can really, really get um, that information private practices they are also very open they have a lot of pamphlets that have all that information as well 
Well, Doctor, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in studio today and giving us all this detailed information in terms of contraceptives. Thank you so much. Do you have any advice, any closing remarks that you'd like to give out in terms of what one should be able to take note of moving forward and trying to get a contraceptive that is best suitable for them? All right. So um, once again, I'm really honored to be here. Um, it is really uh, a what? A step up in my career to actually be able to give this information because I understand there's a lot of people that don't really um, know in depth about contraception. It's just if you ask anybody contraception, I know it's the condoms, it's condoms, mm. the, condoms, yeah, condoms and depot. And I don't even know who told our parents about the depot, but yo, yeah. So that's the whole thing. Like it's contraception is not just condoms. It's not just depot. It's a whole spectrum of a lot of things. So it's it's really an honor for me to sort of um, educate people on exactly what it is and what it does, um, just to give sort of an in-depth um, detail on the contraception. Um, what I'd like to know and to just sort of give out as a message, especially to the to the illiterate and not just to the illiterate to everybody in general because we always we keep learning every day we learn a new thing every day i just wanted to say that um knowing when to space your child non knowing what contraception is knowing when to take it is very important to a girl child because it helps you focus on other things in your life on your career on your mental health on business, on so many other things. It prevents so many diseases, so many risks. It, pre it prevents um, birth um, complications because if you are young, there are certain complications that you'll have during delivery, during pregnancy. If you're advanced age, there are certain complications that you will have during pregnancy, during delivery. So it's very important to know when exactly to take your contraception and to be adherent to taking the contraception because you, only when you understand what you are doing, then you'll be able to sort of continuously follow a certain pattern. All right. Um, another thing is just to advise on self-research. It's very important to research yourself on, on what exactly you are taking up because um, a lot of times healthcare practitioners maybe don't say so much or enough so I, I personally always like to advise people to listen, everybody Googles, I Google, you Google, open Google, what is contraception? Because I might not have explained in a way that you I might understand 100%. So go on the internet, you know, read something, side effects. It's very simple. Yeah, it makes more sense when you read it yourself, when you listen to it yourself. It will make more sense when you put two and two together. Yeah, um, and then it prevents a lot of unnecessary and very illegal abortions it it really it's really heartbreaking if i can say it's it's just it's not okay um but if you if if you know when to take your contraception if you know that you must take contraception then you know that you you can't get pregnant you know just impromptu if you're on contraception so you you don't have to deal with oh my god you know what am i going to feed this child we are two of us now <laughs> So, yeah, it's also very, very important. And another thing um, um, that is very cliche, the condom really, really helps in preventing the spread of HIV. 
in other STIs. In other STIs. It's just the... We are not just running away from pregnancy. <laughs> we are running away from STIs <laughs> you, you and have HIV be, as well. You have so, to be afraid of HIV and AIDS. So you really, really need to sort of um, take it into consideration to use contraception. It's very, very important. Um, the final thing that I wanted to say is that please go out and seek for it. It's readily available. Nobody's going to refuse to give you contraception. There is really nobody out there that's going to say, no, you cannot take contraception. Because in as much as it's a taboo in some places, it's, it's for me, it's a necessity. It's really, really a necessity looking at a lot of different factors, the economy. And it's also <laughs> a luxury looking at how accessible and where one can get it. So mm-hmm. please utilize the luxury that you've been blessed with because not all of us have access to that. Definitely. And if, or oh, while you're still here, you are still tuned on to Sex Talks Podcast. And one thing for sure about us is your health and well-being are our main priority. Please do stay tuned for yet another enlightening, empowering, informative, because all I did today was not my head because, hi, I've been learning. And please, don't keep this information to yourself. Pass it on to another person. Or even better, call them so you listen to the episode together. Please do remember to engage with us on our website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our various social media platforms. With that being said, it's been an honor being with you today. Until next time, amigos, adios.